Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 351 with Gail Becker of the Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Go, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal at Founder is to help entrepreneurs succeed however we can by giving away high quality content in the form of interviews, blog posts, podcasts, YouTube videos, you name it. We put out so much content to help you. And another interesting project that we're working on right now is partnering with world-class founders like Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, Nathan Chan here. Welcome back to another episode of the Founder Podcast. Hope you're doing well wherever you are around the world. You and your family are healthy and safe. I'm coming to you from, uh, yeah, I'm on holiday. So I hope the audio quality of this intro is okay. But uh, yeah, just trying to get some downtime over Easter. It's been a crazy past 12 months and uh Yeah, I hope you're doing well. So let's talk about today's guest. Gail Becker is the founder of a company called Collie Power. And she's taken this company from zero to $100 million in annual revenue in just three years. And this is her first business, which is absolutely insane. So I'm going to talk to her about what it's like getting into Whole Foods how the hell she got this product into 25,000 different stores so quickly, how she's built a category killer. Like this product that she's created, Collie Power, is a category killer. Um, How she spends a day, when to know when to create your next products, building a team, marketing and branding, which is something she's very, very, very good at. So, yeah, guys, uh, if you are enjoying these episodes as well, please do take the time to leave us review. Please do take the time to leave us a review and also share this with a friend. Like, I know that 
you must be thinking, how the hell do we get in touch with these crazy successful founders? We work super hard. We have someone fully dedicated. This is all they do. And this is 100% free just for you guys to help you start or grow your business or move it forward. So just please share this with as many people as you can. We're on a work... Please share this with as many people as you can. We're on a mission to build a household name, entrepreneurial brand that helps tens of millions of people every single week with our content. All right, that's it from me. Now let's jump to the show. The first question that I ask everyone uh, that comes on is, uh, how did you get your job? <laughs> uh, well, I, um, I had no experience. So if I applied for the job of being the, the founder and CEO of Collie Power, I definitely would not have gotten it. Um, and I suppose you could say the only reason I got it is because I made it myself. And I did that because I got really tired and frustrated with seeing what the industry was putting in gluten-free food. I'm the mom of two boys with celiac disease. And I got really frustrated and you could definitely say Collie Power was born out of out of a frustration of waiting. A few more reasons than that as well, but that's a good place to start. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, look, I actually have a lot of food allergies. So I'm allergic to dairy, egg, sesame, <laughs> peanut, coconut, okay. all nuts. So I've never had like chocolate or ice cream in my life. Wow. So um, yeah, I don't have celiac, but I, I understand, you know, like... It can be difficult, like navigating to finding like things to eat. I've had food allergies my whole life, so I'd love to hear kind of how did uh, obviously your, your two sons have celiac, and that's how the idea was born. But but like when did you start Collie Power? Like like how, how did you just get started? Sure, let me take a step back. So uh, I worked in uh, corporate America for many years. Uh, I worked in, in uh, marketing, uh, and after a number of years, I became very disenchanted with what I was seeing in corporate life. And I knew I wanted to make a change, but I didn't really know what that would be. Around the same time, uh, when I started to see all this pent up frustration that I had, my father passed away. And he was an immigrant to this country. He came here with nothing and he built a small business, very small business. Um, but he, he, you know, owned his own home and, and, and was a very, um, and was very proud. And when he passed away, something inside me really changed. And I knew I wanted to do something more meaningful, but I didn't really know what that was around the same time. Uh, I do have, uh, I am the mom of two boys with celiac and I stumbled across cauliflower crust pizzas on the internet. I didn't invent it. The day I, I looked, there were 569,000 recipes. I picked one. I couldn't even tell you which one I picked. I made it one time. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, my, one of my sons said, Hey mom, are you going to make that cauliflower crust pizza? And I, again, and I said, there's no way I'm making that again. It took 90 minutes to make a pizza crust after I got home from a full day of work. Um, but I said, I'll tell you what, I'll find it for you. And I looked everywhere and I couldn't find it. And so I took all three of those things, my disenchantment with corporate life, the passing of my father and this desire to do something that would actually help people. And three, the realization that I can't be the only person who thinks 90 minutes is too long to make a pizza crust. So I put all those things in a proverbial blender. And what I came out with was 
I know I'm going to leave my job and start a company and call it Cauli Power. And that was in May of 2016. Yeah, wow. That's crazy because you guys have had incredible growth. Um, I was reading online like you guys are doing over $100 million a year. Is that correct? Uh, I, we will do, um, last year we, 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 we touched a hundred million. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. That's exceptional growth. Um, so before we get into that, cause, cause we were talking offline before we were recording, you know, uh, we were saying, I was saying maybe starting's the hardest part and you're saying, oh, well, look, don't know, maybe, maybe not, maybe where I'm at now is the hardest part. So I'd love to, to kind of work our way up to the journey, but um, like exceptional growth. Like I, I'd love to start with like, okay, for anyone watching, if they want to start like a food brand, like where do you start? What do you do? Like, so you've got like, you, you've got your recipe. Is that proprietary? Did you have to like, like how do you work that part out to just even begin with? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't really have much more than an idea to be honest with you. And, um, but I knew that, you know, there are lots of ways to start a business and certainly lots of ways to start a food business, right? You have a particular recipe for something, you make it, you share it with your friends, you take it to the farmer's market, you start selling it around, you sell online. That is a great way to start a food business. That is not my way to start a food business. What I did was quite opposite. I made cauliflower crust pizza one time. I said, I'm never making that again. I did a little bit of research. I saw that I wasn't, I figured that I must not be alone. And um, so I hired um, a lot of consultants to teach me about the food business, to help me find a manufacturer, to get started. And I was like a sponge. I'm still like a sponge, to be honest with you. I still learn something new every day. And um, I think one of the mistakes that a lot of founders make is that, you know, they feel because it's their company that they have to know everything. Really, when you're when you're a founder, you have to be super confident in what you don't know. And then you have to hire around you. And that's what I did. I hired people who knew the business because I didn't. And then for my part, you know, I knew a little something about marketing. And so we became a very marketing led brand. You launched in 2016. How long did it take? Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, um, I left my job in May of 2016. We launched the company in February of 2017. Okay. So it took you about eight months, you would say, to, to yeah. work with the consultants to get your first product to market, yeah. get the branding, the packaging. Exactly. And how did you guys get your first uh, batch of customers? Did you go to the farmer's market or you went straight to retail or...? Well, I mean, you know, for me, and again, there is no wrong path, but for me, you know, I was, I, I did fairly well in corporate America and I had a good job and there were lots of perks. And I knew that if I was going to leave all that, I would have to do something that was really going to make an impact. And to be honest with you, I knew that had to be big, that I had to start out big. I also knew that you know, I wanted to have and capture and leverage that first to market advantage. And that's what Collie Power had the potential to be. So I had to start out big and I had to capture a lot of, you know, mind share very quickly. So um, our first customer was actually um, Whole Foods in the Southern Pacific region, 30 stores. So you um, Whole Foods has this program where if you live in the region, 
you can pitch your product to the local region. Well, I happen to live in Southern California, so I pitched the the um, the, uh, the local. I, I literally just brought a styrofoam case full of my first pizzas and left it there. Like I couldn't even meet with anyone. The assistant said, "No, no, you can leave it with me." It's like leaving your child with a stranger, you know. And about a week later, you know, you never forget where you are. A week later, I got an email from the buyer at Whole Foods said, we really liked your product. We're going to bring it into 30 Whole Foods stores. Wow. That's amazing. Um, how long did it take? Like what, what, uh, like, what does it look like when you work with a retailer like Whole Foods? Because sometimes I hear stories where these purchase orders, like you need capital to fund the, the purchase order and all this kind of stuff, was that difficult or was, was there anything that you had to navigate there that you could share with our audience around that? Yeah, I mean, look, I would, yes, of course it was hard and it's very expensive and depending on the product is can, you know, the, 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 the startup costs can be tremendous. You know, frozen food is not an easy place to start. I wish someone had told me that then. If they had, I probably wouldn't have done it. But um, Frozen is the most competitive space in the grocery store because it's the most limited. But, you know, what I would say is that, you know, I, I think one of the things that I struggled with very early on is going in, you know, I started in an industry I knew nothing about, which is not always the case. But for me, I wasn't just starting a business. I was learning an entirely different industry. And along with that industry came an entirely different language. There were words and acronyms and processes that I had no idea what people were talking about. And one of the things, you know, and I, I remember thinking very early on, particularly in the frozen aisle where we were up against some huge you know, multinational global corporations, and then there was tiny little cauliflower. And, you know, I remember thinking that I had to like pretend to be bigger than I was, right? I had to, you know, I had to project that sort of girth. And what I realized really early on is that there are so many people I met along the way, so many buyers, so many retailers, brokers, what have you, who were like cheering on, you know, the David, who were cheering on, you know, the founder and the entrepreneur. And I took advantage of that and I learned from them and I asked them for help and they gave, they offered me help even when I didn't ask for it. And I listened and I learned. And, you know, those early supporters you know, within the industry, I will never forget. Mm, yeah, that's really good advice. So um, I'm curious, so you got your first purchase order through Whole Foods. They wanted to stock in 30 stores. Obviously, you were able to fulfill it. And you did you, so you didn't have to raise any capital to fulfill it? I didn't have to. No, I, 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 I self-funded uh, my business for uh, initially, not, not too long after, but I did initially. Um, you know, I, 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 I used a little bit that my father left me. I sold, I used my savings. I maxed out all my credit cards. Oh, I wow. sold my clothes online. I mean, you name it, I did it. Wow. Uh, it was part of the journey for me. Like it's something I never had a chance to do. And, um, you know, there were as stressful as it was, there were times in that, in that part of the crazy ride that I really miss, you know, and although I still live very much like that, but, um, it, it really built a very 
powerful beginning to the story. And then uh, you asked about um, funding after that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So how, like, so what happened next? So you you were able to fulfill the the first purchase order, but you said after that you took on funding. So so was that to to fulfill? Because you guys are in like I, I've got some numbers here, over 25,000 retailers. Yes, we were in over 25,000 retailers. So basically we started in those 30 Whole Foods stores and then from the, you know, when we, and they sold out and then the distributor sold out and then we got orders from, we, we went to a food show and, you know, we, we, we had people taste our product and they kept ordering and we just sort of exploded from there. But uh, so I brought on funding when I was going into Walmart. Uh, Walmart was a very early believer in Collie Power. They took a chance on the brand. They took a chance on me. And it's, it's, it's you know, created a really nice, mutually beneficial relationship. But it was a big, hefty lift. And I needed funding to help get into uh, Walmart. Yeah, I'd love to talk about kind of distributors or brokers um so your first retailer because we don't usually a lot of e-commerce brands we talk to they're generally direct to consumer i'm not so much on the retailer wholesaling side so i'd love to kind of go a little bit deeper with you on that um so once you got into whole foods things uh you know really started to take off uh, after the food show and you guys sold out and you said you worked with a distributor um so is that like is that how you ended up getting into so many retails? You work with uh, other distributors and brokers, or or you just kind of got your biz dev hat on and just went crazy. I, I did hustle. I did definitely hustle. I went on every single sales call myself and um, still go to a lot of them. So because we are a frozen product. We, it's really hard to go direct to consumer. We are sold on Amazon and we do very well on Amazon, but frozen shipping is still very expensive. So it's really hard to build a business around a frozen ship product. So that much I knew, even though that would have certainly been a, a much easier way to go. So what ended up happening is ultimately when you go through retail, the distributors for the most part become your customers. Uh, some retailers buy direct, which is great, but some a lot go through distributed. Well, I had no idea of any of this. Um, and so, like, I remember I didn't even really know what a distributor was. And, you know, I remember there was this really interesting push and pull between Whole Foods and their distributor. So, but because it was only 30 stores for Whole Foods, I mean, which, you know, they have 400. And so, they were trying to get the distributor to bring us in. Well, the distributor was like, well, I'm not going to, you know, just like this little brand that you know, is just going to go in 30 stores and you didn't order very much of it. You know, why should I bring you in? And so there, I got stuck in the middle of this push and pull. And I remember, and they were based up North, the, the distributor in, in Northern California. So I actually lied and I said, Hey, I'm going to be up north next week, or like tomorrow. I think I said I'm going to be up north tomorrow. Could I? Um, could I stop by? I'll, I, you know, I could bring you a a, um, a drink from Starbucks. And she said, "Well, we really don't take meetings. I'm sorry." So I said, "Okay." And then a couple hours later, she said, "Well, actually, I haven't had a frappuccino in a while." And I said, "Oh my god!" I said, "Great!" And I literally drove to the airport. And got on a plane, went to Northern California, stopped at Starbucks, got her a frappuccino, 
And um, and from there, she, um, you know, she 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 bought into the Collie Power mission and she brought us on. And, and, you know, I have tons of stories like that through a lot of our retailers and a lot of our distributors. Yeah. Well, that's a great story. Well, this is crazy. So um, it, is crazy. it is nothing but crazy. I, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm curious as well around kind of the product. Um, and the early stages where you said you worked with a lot of consultants, can we dive a little deeper there? Like how many, who, like what, what were their skills and expertise? And because I think that's really smart and that's a really good takeaway because sometimes when people say, yep, I want to start a business, don't know where to start. Um, maybe they do have an idea, but they feel so helpless because like they don't have that support. They don't know anything because that's usually often the case. You don't know anything about the industry. You just got a passion for it or scratching the itch. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to hear about that. I did have a lot of consultants and it was really um, important for me to be a sponge. And I had different consultants to teach me different parts of the business. So, you know, I had one that really walked me through manufacturing and helped me find a manufacturer and explained to me what that process was like. I had a consultant to teach me sales because I didn't really know what sales were. And I remember like for days, he flew to Los Angeles and we would just for three days just went to different grocery stores and we just walked through the aisles and he would tell me how how it worked and, you know, and told told me what the buyers did and what the brands do. You know, we're the manufacturer in this in this ecosystem. And so, um, you know, and, and I basically, you know, hired someone to teach me almost every part of the business until I could afford to hire people. And, you know, I think when I talk about Expo West, we went to that first show where was really the show that defined us and introduced us to a lot of people. You know, we had, there were three employees at Collier. There was myself and this woman who helped me fill out like just an inordinate amount of paperwork and then my sales guy. And, you know, that weekend we cooked probably close to 1200 pizzas which uh, was, it has to be some kind of Guinness book of, of, of world record, but yeah. And then we just grew from there. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, oftentimes it's actually quite difficult to find good help, um, like good consultants, good agencies. How did you know if they were legit or like, like, like the real deal that could really help you and, and they're the right people to learn from? Uh, you know, it's, it was hard. You know, I made some really good, choices and they were informed and I got referrals and then I took a lot of flyers and those worked out well. And I took a couple of flyers that didn't work out so well, you know, and I, and as I grew, as the brand grew, we got more choices. You know, there are a couple early on that those were my only choices. I only had that to do, you know, I could only find this broker to help me. And, um, I could own, you know, so, you know, the bigger we got, the more that I was able had a little bit more, sway to try and convince other people to work with us or work for us or help us in some way. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So um, I'd love to talk, talk more about that growth around how many retails, the, the explosion of the brand, because obviously it's a great product. And you said, you said something interesting to me at the start where you said you wanted to go big. You wanted to really take the market. Is that because you wanted to be a category king in this space. I'd love to talk about like the mindset there and, and 
you know, how you've really grown this brand. Like, what do you think it is besides having a really great product? Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode and learning a ton. As you know, in this series, we interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it. However, if you're thinking of starting your own business and you want to hear from some incredible stories from everyday people like you or I who are actually in the trenches, only been building their business for maybe one year or two years, like that are building right now and they're really in the early stages, but they're getting success. You should come and check out our new podcast from Zero to Founder, hosted by our community manager, Molly Flynn. These are in the trenches stories from our very own successful students that have gone through some of our programs. People just like you who are deep within the process of building their very own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow. You can find the From Zero to Founder podcast on all platforms. And remember, it's founder without the E. All right, now let's jump in the show. I think it's three things, to be honest with you, at least in the case of Cauliflower. I think one, our timing was, you know, really good. In fact, I could argue that, you know, maybe it should have even been a little sooner, but uh, the timing was spot on. We caught the wave of a number of different trends uh, that for whatever reason, the big guys didn't see. Uh, they were sort of hiding in plain sight. And, you know, I always say I didn't invent cauliflower crust pizza, but I just brought it to life and made it more accessible to people. Uh, the second uh, thing that I think we did right was um, our marketing. I think we approached, because we were outside of the industry, we approached everything in a bit of a different way. Our packaging, the look, the feel, the, 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 the take, I mean, all of it, the stores that we sold, we just... You know, we broke a lot of rules in our marketing. We had a bit of a, we have a bit of a, you know, funny, irreverent voice. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We like to bring joy to people. And that was, you know, for, you know, very different than, than a lot of what was out there. And three, you know, I, um, I would say that if the old adage is true about real estate, location, 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 then, you know, it's even more so, it's even more true in food taste, taste, taste. And, you know, I think we offer, um, you know, a superb product that no one else has been able to replicate. Yeah, I love it. And I'd love to talk about the marketing piece because you, you know, you've, you, it sounds like you've done really well in corporate America. Um, you know, you were at, at Alderman and also VP of comms at Warner Home Entertainment. Um, we, yeah, you spearheaded PR, um, so, you, so you've got some great experience there. Um, I'd love to tap into that a little bit because when you think about retailers, you think about you know the the refrigerated area. You you know your your everyday consumer, they probably don't know you know Colipower, right? But they're going to you know you're going to look, you're going to be amongst a sea of different other products. So were you very strategic there on the branding and the design and the packaging to really stand out amongst the sea of other products? Yes, absolutely. I, you know, in fact, I, I think when, you know, when an entrepreneur starts out, you have to figure out pretty early on for you, what rules you're going to follow and what rules you're going to break. And for us, one of the rules that we broke is we're not going to have our box look like everybody else. In fact, we're going to put big black letters right over the pizza, which, you know, I can't tell you how many times people said to me, you don't want to do that. 
or, you know, I had graphic designers say, oh, let me fix that for you. Um, but you know, it really worked, uh, for us and, you know, it was different and we stood out and I, I, I think that, that, that definitely had a positive impact. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really smart. I'd love to talk to you as well about kind of as the business has grown, how has things been on the team building side? Because to support a size of company that you've built in such a short amount of time, especially for your first company, it's so impressive. Like how's things been on the team side? And uh, yeah, like even bringing manufacturing, like uh, you must have so many, like you must have warehouses all over the country storing and, and like you have to re- have these big refrigerators, like like, how, like that side of things must be really challenging, right? Well, there are, we. Yeah, there are a lot of like cold storage facilities and so forth around the country that you, you know, pay to store, you know, your um, it's all part of the supply chain. Um, yeah. As for our team, you know, it's funny, you know, the, we have two types of people at Collie Power. I always say we have the type of people who have worked in food for many, many years and they love working in food and they worked in some big food and they worked in small food and they just have always worked in food. And I learned so much from them and they really come with a really great perspective. Then we have the people like me who just wanted to take a chance and just wanted to try something entirely different and never worked in food a day in their life, but always loved it and wanted to try and was intrigued with cauliflower and, you know, took a chance. And so the, it's a really interesting and dynamic mix of people that has resulted in what is undoubtedly the best team in the business. I mean, I am amazed at what this team is able to accomplish on any given day and every given day, you know, particularly through the pandemic, which in and of itself has just presented a number of challenges, not just for cauliflower, but for all food companies. Uh, But the, the, the team is, is, is not just brilliant and, you know, experts at what they do. They're really passionate. And I don't think that's easy to replicate. And I don't think a lot of other companies, particularly, you know, in big food, have been able to replicate that passion. And I think it's our secret sauce. How did you find those people? Um, Because usually what happens with a company is as they grow through certain stages, some people, um, you know, it's it's just a different way, like, you know, a different way of operating. How how did you find those right people and and really navigate that along this journey? Certainly referrals, certainly LinkedIn and, and, and all of that. And then, you know, as we got bigger and bigger, people would send us their resumes. I mean, I think I was shocked the first time that someone sent me their resume. I'm like, really? Is this, you want to you you want to work here? Uh, and um, you know, it was it was great, and it was, you know, I think a lot of people end up leaving corporate America because they are looking for something more. They are looking for a different, you know, cultural experience. They are looking for a workplace that is very welcoming and inclusive. And that doesn't always happen, you know, uh, in, in corporate life. And so I think we've been able to, we've been able to maintain that and it's very precious and we're very, you know, we never want to disturb that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate that, you know, we still have that today. I'm curious as well, uh, when it comes to like the speed of growth, where do you find that you've spent most of your time is it in product? Is it in marketing? Or is it in hiring and team building and leadership? Like where, like to get that kind of growth, 
where is like if you could give us a breakdown of your time where do you think majority is spent or if it, is it 75 percent product 25 percent marketing and you know five percent team or you, you get what i mean i'd love to know like uh, yes, yes, and yes. I, it's a hundred percent all of those things. How about that? Uh, I don't know. The clock seems to uh, have gotten more hours in it since I started Calling Power. So, um, you know, look, I'm a big believer in hiring the best people, and you know, listening to what they say and, and let them do their thing. And and I do do that. Um, I'm obviously very close to marketing, just because that was where I came from, and I feel like I have. You know, I, I always want to make sure that our tone and our, our brand always comes through. And I'm obviously very close to that. Um, innovation is another area that, you know, personally, I love. Um, it's the core of, of Kali Power. We are continuously innovating. We have some new products coming out in early uh, 2021. And, um, you know, we like to be first. We like to be never before done. And, you know, all of our products that has served us very well. And then obviously, you know, trying to, you know, build the team and, 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 you know, oversee operations. And I have a wonderful uh, chief operating officer who, who oversees our operations, but obviously, you know, there are a lot of th things that require, you know, my time. And so it probably, the answer to that question probably varies week to week. Some weeks it's just operations. Some weeks it's just team. Some weeks it's just marketing. Um, but it all, it all gets pretty evenly split across the year. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, when it comes to products, obviously you started with the pizza base, um, and now you've moved on, um, and you've produced other products. How do you know when to work on that next product? Well, so most people don't realize that, you know, it takes at least about a year to get from your brain to your stomach. Right. So when you conceive something and about a year later, you can actually eat it and, you know, buy it and eat it. Probably. And that's generous. Some things take much longer than that. You know, I have products that have taken much longer than that. Um, so it's important then to continuously be innovating because what, you know, we've tried a lot of products that have never seen the light of day because we just couldn't get it right. You know, and so we spend X amount of months on something and then we have to scrap it because it's just not working. And then we move on to the next one. So we always have a number of different product innovations going on at the same time. Everything that we make at Collie Power has to sit at the intersection of taste, health and convenience. So if, you know, I think when you go down the freezer aisle, it's really easy to get one of those things. And, you know, if you're, if you're lucky, you can get a lot, so a fair amount of products that have two, but trying to capture all three of those things is really, really hard. And at Kali Power, we don't innovate or launch anything that doesn't meet those three attributes. When you said some don't work, how do you know if they don't work? Do you do a small test run in one of in a, in a few stores in Walmart, or or do you bring in? in manufacturing? It just doesn't work. It, 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 we can get the nutritionals right, but it doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste good enough. Or you can get the taste there, but the, the nutritionals aren't good enough. Or or the the price comes so high, no one's going to buy it. So it really is like a very delicate dance. Um, I can tell you a, a funny story about our um, our our chicken tenders, which are very popular. Um, so we used to have a baking mix that, um, 
we had for a while. It was it was it was just sort of becoming popular. It hadn't been in market too long. And we were we were uh, contacted by one of the people we sourced one of the ingredients from. They couldn't make it anymore. And that would have meant a six month delay in getting that product again, making that product. So I made the decision to just kill it. Wow. And that was hard. That was really hard because I had spent a long time coming up with it. A long time and a lot of money. I had a bag from, you know, lying around and I thought, huh, one day I thought, huh, I wonder if you could coat a chicken with that and then put it in the air fryer. I just sort of thought, so I thought, well, I bet you could. So I did. I took the old bag of, you know, baby mix. I put some chicken, I coated chicken tenders around it. I put it in the uh, air fryer. And when it came out, it was fantastic. And I served it to my husband. I didn't tell him what it was. And he's like, and he just kept eating it. And I said, isn't that good? And he's like, yeah, they're chicken tenders. And then I told him. And, um, you know, it's a great example of... You know, how even something, you know, how something can always come out of nothing. Even, you know, look, you as a founder, you fail so many times. I have made fail so many times. And sometimes even the failures are for a reason. And, you know, our chicken tenders could never have been born if we didn't fail at the baking mix. Yeah, that's a great story. And you strike me as someone that is quite fearless, um, the fact that, you know, you, you had a crack at, at this brand um, because, you know, for your two sons and that's how it, it kind of was brought to life. Uh, but, you know, you said you maxed out your credit cards, you know, you took all your savings and put everything you had into this in the early days and you didn't know what you were doing. You didn't know. Like, did you know it would work? Like, like, like has that always been there? No, of course not. I mean, I never in a million years, never in a million years. I thought... I'd have a nice little business, you know, maybe I could, you know, pay for the roof over my head and, you know, have a nice job and not have to work in corporate life anywhere anymore and maybe hire a couple of people. And that was sort of it. I, I really, I wish I could tell you that, you know, I always knew that this was what it was going to be. I, I certainly did not. And I think that's okay. And I think that is what made me fearless because, you know, you when you started the the call, you said um, that you know this is a, a lot of people who are early in the journey listen to this uh, podcast, and you said it was it was much harder than than it is now, and 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 I I sort of challenged you on that because the difference is now I know what it could be, and that makes the stakes so much higher. And there's so many more people depending on me and depending on the business and depending on the food to be on shelves. And I feel that pressure every single day. And there was something, and if, if you do have young entrepreneurs listen listening to this, I just want to remind them to cherish that time, you know, working in your home office. I mean, now we're working in home offices for different reasons, but you know, I worked in my home office for nine months before anyone knew what the hell I was doing. And I, I really oftentimes miss those times because, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't risking anything because it wasn't anything. Yeah. So just, just remember to cherish that time. Cause you know, it, it won't always be like that. 
Yeah, no, that's great advice. And uh, yeah, I'd love to know kind of what's next, like what's exciting for you? Um, incredible growth, like amazing success for your first business. Um, what's next? You know, we have um, a bunch of new products coming out that I'm very excited about, some new categories that we haven't been in before. And um, I'm very excited for that. I also look forward to a day when, you know, the when the pandemic is, you know, starts to wane and we can resume normal life and, and, and I can see, you know, all the Collie Power team again, because I, I miss them all very much. We're all working remotely and, you know, and I'm, and I'm missing other people in the, in the food and founder community. We were all very close. It's a very tight knit community. I mean, if you think about it, like think about how welcoming the food business is, even for someone like me that had no experience in it. I mean, if I had gone into the copper pipes, would the copper pipe industry have welcomed me? So much, I don't know, maybe they would have, I don't know. But whatever industry that your listeners are in, it's just, uh, it's a really um, special time starting the business. Yeah, I agree. So I'd love to hear your take. Like, do you think now is a good time to start a business or like it's a risky time because of everything that's going on? I would argue, and in fact I have, uh, I would argue it's a really good time to start a business. And I'll tell you why. A lot of times, myself included, I tried to start the business when I was working in corporate America. But you know what? I couldn't because the job was too big. I traveled all the time. There was I had two kids to take care of. I, there was no time. There was no time trying. I had to try and start this business between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m. And I finally realized I can't do this. Well, one of the things that you know COVID has brought we're all at home. There's no travel. Lots of people are working from home. So why not use that extra time to build something and to follow your passion and to create, do something that you really love? I mean, no one, you know, it's funny. No one ever said to me in my entire life, you should work at something you love. Really? No one ever said that to me. You should be successful. You should do this. You should, you know, keep climbing the corporate ladder, but no one ever said, just do something you love. Just spend time doing something that makes you happy. No one ever said that. And I think one of the things that the pandemic has done is it's made us all sort of reprioritize life, right? We realize how important it is to spend time doing things that you love because quite frankly, we don't know what tomorrow brings. And so I think, you know, when you when when you think about that, that sort of recognition of the fragility of life, you look at your ability and your time to do to spend time creating something that you never could have in, 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 in the in the old universe. Plus, there's never been more problems to solve. There has never been more problems to solve than there are right now. So if you take all of those things and you put them in your proverbial blender, then what are you going to come out with? You're going to come out with now is a perfect time to start your passion. Yeah, I agree 110%. Um, yeah, it is a crazy time right now. But yeah, look, 
Um, there are a lot of problems and that's how a lot of really successful companies have started during a recession. Um, yeah. So, well, look, um, we have to work towards wrapping up. It's been a great conversation. Really enjoyed this, Gail. And um, I'm just so amazed by like the, the success you've had. It's just incredible. Um, did you have any kind of final words of wisdom that you'd like to share before we wrap up? Well, you know, this it, it, it's something I, I say quite a bit. Um, but, you know, I started this business a little bit later in life, right? And I think there's never, like which makes you think about time and the right time to start a business. And what I always say is starting a business is like having kids. If you wait for the right time, you're never going to do it. There's no little magic bell that you're going to hear twinkling in the night. That's going to say, Oh my gosh, now it's the perfect time. So you just have to do it and you have to bet on yourself because no one else ever will. Yeah, I agree. 110%. And, um, Where's the best place people can find out more about Collie Power? Go to eatcolliepower.com is our website. Uh, you can also follow us at Collie Power on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I have a special coupon for your listeners. Oh, amazing. Free product. Wow. Free product. All they have to do is DM us at, at Collie Power and on social and use the code FOUNDER. F O U N D R, and we will uh, we will send you a coupon for a free product. Wow, amazing! Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. No, it's our pleasure. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content, either start or grow their business which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in-depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.